everybody, this is Townsend. Thank you so much for tuning in. The goal of this podcast is to cover a vast variety of topics regarding mental health, struggles, share people's stories, and hopefully remind you that you're not alone. I hope you enjoy. What's up? Hey, that was fast. How are Man, you? Man, that was so good. I'm so impressed right now. <laughs> I think that was the fastest anybody's ever logged in. Well, I'm so excited about being on your live tonight, I really do appreciate you asking me to be on. Oh man, it's an honor that you take time to do this. I appreciate it. Oh man, we got people logging in like crazy. We already got over 200 people logged in right now. And it's just said it's gonna let my followers know people are in. So more people will come on as we keep talking. So I wanna start off by saying, I do these live streams twice a month. I started them in the beginning of this year in January. They've just gotten bigger and bigger as they go. And I realized that people just need a way to know that they're not alone. And I found that sharing that message through music and through these live streams have been an amazing way to do that. So to everybody logging in, thank you so much for doing so. All right, Mr. Tommy, I'm stoked to chat with you. I'm excited. Thank you again. Oh, absolutely. All right. So I kind of want you to introduce yourself. I'll give the, what I know. This is Tommy Norman. He's a cop in the North Little Rock district. I have heard of him for a long, long time. I got friends from around that area, literally nothing but good things. I actually had a buddy from Lucky Lou's and Little Rock, the bar uh, message me talking about how you stopped by. You couldn't have been any nicer. I have never heard a bad word about you. Um, and then I've been watching the news and all these things and you've just gotten bigger and bigger. I actually ran into you. Um, we were both guest speakers at my one of my best friends who passed away. They now have a gala in his honor and we were both guest speakers at that and that's kind of where I really got to meet you and I've been following you since then and just blown away by like the kindness and the hope that you share so thank you all right so tell us a little bit about yourself Tom and Norman th thank you again and by the way Lucky Lou's that was my first visit I love that place I really do yeah they're so nice great people there um <laughs> so I'm born and raised in North Little Rock Arkansas um I knew early early in life probably 15 years old that I wanted to be a giver. I wanted to give back. And it's just been something that's just been a part of my life for, for that many years. Uh, I've been a police officer for 23 years. Uh, I will say um, that I never thought in my wildest dreams that I would ever be a police officer because honestly, uh, as a youngster, I didn't really think I had what it took to be a police officer. And some people say, well, what did you think it would take? Um, I didn't know really that police officers could really get out and just really interact and, and love people and hug people and care for people. I didn't think that was uh, part of a police officer's job description. And that's something I've been living all my life. Um, so really my story is, you know, a big family, six sisters, two brothers. Um, my mom taught all of us to love, 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 love people that don't look like us and, and just don't ever stop, you know, build that legacy of love. And, um, you know, I never would have thought that I would have this platform on social media, um, people all over the world to be able to share my story and, and, and then to share it with you. You know, I've been keeping up with you and, and, and you've had some really inspiring guests on. And, and so I'm excited about sharing more of my story, maybe letting people know things that maybe they didn't know about me before tonight. Yeah, absolutely. I'm hoping that too. Yeah. Like I said, I'm honored to have you on, but I posted something saying 
Uh, if you want to ask Tommy Norman a question, post it in here. And I need to take a picture because everything I got back was like, we love Tommy Norman. Tommy Norman's the best, blah, blah. And it kept going, kept going. So there were a few questions out of it, but it's pretty much just singing your praises, which is fantastic. So um, those will be at the very end. And I actually didn't get, give you a chance to give you a heads up on those, but That's, I trust you. catch you too off guard. Okay. All right. So in the beginning, you kind of answered this a little bit. What made you want to be a cop? You talked about wanting to be a giver, but what transitioned that into being a police officer for you? Well, my uncle, uh, Don Wooten, he's deceased now, but he was a chief of police of Hot Springs Village uh, in Arkansas. And I would always see him wear his uniform when I would visit him in the summer uh, and just that gun belt and that police car. Uh, and then seeing police officers in the neighborhood of North Little Rock and, and just thought that the uniform and, and the badge, it was just really the coolest thing. They always looked so neat um, and so clean and, uh, it, it, you know, kind of like a superhero. And so once again, didn't think I could make it to that level, but I just knew that, you know, I wanted to make my family proud, specifically my Uncle Don uh, Wooten proud and uh, that's one of the probably the biggest reasons is make my family proud, make him proud, and just thought that uh, police officers are really, really cool. Yeah, I remember those belts when I was a kid, and I thought, I want that belt. He had everything in it. Yeah. And, and I, like in those days, I was thinking, man, I could put my Pez dispenser back there. I could put my <laughs> bubble gum in that pack right there. Right. <laughs> um, so what made you want to go beyond the duties of just being a cop, like start using your platform to spread hope. So I know you said you kind of grew up, even at like 15 years old, you knew you wanted to spread hope and love people, but what made you start using your platform and like sharing that from there? So when you say my platform, to me, my platform has always been my heart. So my heart has always laid the foundation for me. So, you know, went to the police academy um, in 1998, Get, get out of the police academy and I trained for, for a few months and then uh, I'm out on my own. So, meaning, you know, I'm in a neighborhood, they assign me in an area and that's where I'm at. And so I stop and I think, how do I want to do this? Do I want to start something new or do I want to start, or do I want to continue doing what I've been doing since I was a kid? And so that's all I ever knew, Townsend. That's all I ever knew was to really get out and talk to people and be nice to people. And so I would park my police car. I would walk streets and blocks and talk to people. And it didn't happen overnight, but uh, eventually that trust and respect that I wanted, uh, it came. And, and so th that's when I decided that, okay, this is working. People are finally realizing that I'm not here to take anyone to jail. Uh, here looking to question you about a crime. I'm here because I truly, truly care about you. I care about you regardless of what your skin color looks like, regardless of how much money you have, um, regardless of your past. I'm going to care about you and I'm going to prove to you that my friendship to you is real. And so when I started receiving the responses from people, um, you know, I would come back and it was really cool. And so once again, I've had this heart since I was a kid. And in 1998, um, I wanted to test my heart when I became a police officer to see if the heart that I'd had for so many years would apply to being a police officer. And it absolutely has.
That's fantastic. I love it so much. We need so many more cops like you. Nothing's worse. We're just gonna be honest. Nothing's worse than get pulled over and you get a stone cold cop walk to the window and they don't give two flips. It's like they had a bad day and they ate something bad this morning and they're just mad. Just mad about it. There's like no connection. Nothing works. I wish it had been you that pulled me over. We could at least have a good talk before I got a speed. <laughs> but whatever, we won't go there. <laughs> um, so you kind of said this earlier, but did you ever imagine that being kind would gain so much traction and attention? I talk about that a lot. I, I, I was telling a guy a few weeks ago, you know, I don't know why that I get asked to travel across the United States. Talk basically about how to be nice. Uh, I shouldn't be asked to, to do that because we should all be nice to people. Being nice and being kind and being and, and caring about people is, is not difficult. Um, I know that this world uh, has its moments and there's a lot of um, hatred uh, and, and there are mean people in this world. I, I know that just from being a police officer, but um, if you would have told me um, when I created a social media that I would have over two million people following me on Facebook and over a million people following me on Instagram, I would have looked at you like you were absolutely nuts because it, and even today, you know, even today, um, I'm just being myself. What you see with me is what you get. It's, it's, it's real. It's genuine. But the fact that so many people are drawn to that, I still honestly can't really comprehend it because it's always been, it's always been a part of life for me. And, and, um, but on the flip side of that Townsend, it, it shows me that this world, uh, it craves love. It craves, um, I guess someone who can show them how to love people that maybe society's forgotten about. And, and it's like, people just can't get enough. Yeah, absolutely. That I will say for me, seeing your feed pop up. I love when you go and you just have the cell phone, you're just talking to them like uncle Kenny this morning I saw him pop up and it's just <laughs> good to see something positive in my feed. It always makes me giggle or makes me think like, Oh, that's so sweet. Like the breakfast club pictures and things like that. Just something positive in a feed. Oh, people crave it because people they just, yeah, the news doesn't do anything like that. So what you do so important, even if it is just posting something positive every day, we love it. So okay. what do you feel like, what's your overall goal? Like, where do you go from here? You know, as I get closer to retirement, a lot of people ask me, Officer Norman, you know, what will you do when you, when your career is over as a police officer? And my answer will be, my career may be over as a police officer in a few years, but my career uh, for loving people is never going to stop. So I'm always going to have something to do um, because my heart's always going to be there. I tell people that I want my last breath on this earth to be telling someone I love them or caring about someone in some way. But I'll still need the work. I'll still need health insurance. I'll still need to make some money. And so what will I do? You know, I've thought about being the Walmart door greeter. Um, oh, man. You know, I thought about, and, and, and this is the truth, you know, um, I would love to be a mail carrier or, or, you know, deliver packages for Amazon or FedEx or UPS because I would get to meet people. I would get to form these relationships and I'm throwing it out there. Who knows what I'll do? Um, but, but 
you know, when people say what's next for me, um, the what's next for me is, you know, I may hang up the uniform in a few years, but I'm always going to love people and care for people. So, man, I could see you a thousand percent. One, being a greeter at Walmart and two, throwing my package on my front porch. Being <laughs> the one, you know, you got the doorbell camera. I could just see you like singing and dancing with my dog or something like that. Well, now, now people that are watching this know this, Townsend. I cannot dance. I am very <laughs> But I may, um, I, I don't know. I'll do something on your doorbell ring to make you smile. A little shoulder, <laughs> little shoulder swag. Right. Listen, the guys that can't dance, just keep it right here. That's it. That's right. Yeah, up in this, I can move my shoulders. <laughs> <laughs> That's all you got to do. I love it. All right, so what opportunities have come since you started these random acts of kindness? Because I know there for a while, if I turned the TV on, you were on it, like the news channels and all these things, interviews, people. So what are some of the coolest, name a couple for us, opportunities that have just arisen because of this? I'll tell you one that you'll really appreciate because I know that, that you, you love music. Uh, Bruno Mars. This story is, is crazy and most people know about it. But so Bruno Mars' tour manager reached out to me probably in about 2018, 2019. And he emails me and he says, hey, Bruno's coming in a concert at North Little Rock in a few months. He wants to uh, meet you. He follows your work. And at first I thought this is someone that it's a spam. It's, yeah. it's some kind of fraud. It's somebody playing a game. So I respond back to the guy um, and um he may be watching. His name is Sean Hoffman. He's Bruno Mars's his tour manager. And I said, how about I give you a call? Give me your number. So I'm going to find out if this is real or not. So I call the guy and um, um, it's it's him. Um, it's I Google him and it's legit. So long story short, he comes into a concert here. Uh, he asked me to pick 25 kids that could uh, attend a concert, uh, all floor seats. So we get... Um, uh, me and Roslyn, we get to Verizon Arena and we had the families there. We picked some kids from the Boys and Girls Club. Uh, one young lady that, that had cancer, actually, she ended up passing away. Um, so, so kids that actually earned the rights, you know, maybe they've been through some things in life, they're making good grades. And so we get there, uh, we go around to the VIP area of the uh, of Verizon Arena and we walk in this room um, and there's this popcorn machine and there's all these swag bags laid out for the kids. And I see this little short person walk up to me with a hat that has a Cadillac uh, symbol on it, a logo on it. And uh, I think it's a little kid, but actually it's Bruno Mars. <laughs> and, you know, Bruno Mars is probably up to my chest. He's a short guy. <laughs> and he, and he looks at me and he says, officer Norman, and he's shaking his head. I'm thinking, no, Bruno Mars. I mean, I'm standing right next to you. Uh, so he hangs out. We take pictures. He asked me and Rosalind to come over to another room. So we, he escorts us over there, and we go in this room. And on top of a shelf, he reaches for this um, plastic bag, uh, footlocker bag. Inside that bag was $10,000 of footlocker gift cards that he uh, wanted me to go out and bless kids in the community with shoes. Um, and I'm thinking, wow, it, you know, Bruno Mars just blessed hundreds and hundreds of kids in North Florida Rock with, with, with shoes. And so the, the challenge then was, is I couldn't go back to my vehicle and put those $10,000 in gift cards in my vehicle. So as I'm 
on the floor watching his concert. I have a death grip on these gift cards to make sure that I don't drop them. Um, that was really cool. And my friend, De'Erica Holmes, that's from Birmingham and she worked for Delta Airlines. She just mentioned that we were, we were invited to the Grammys. Uh, we went to the Grammys in probably 2018, 2019, and um, we were able to bring two young ladies from the community uh, to the Grammys, red carpet, all the uh, all that experience. Uh, and, and so, um, it, you know, the list goes on. I was on uh, the Dr. Phil show talking about my work, uh, Basketball Wives. Um, but I'll say this, all those opportunities and meeting Bruno Mars and, you know, leaving a lot of stuff out, but what matters to me is home. What matters to me is North Little Rock and, and what matters to me is the people here. Um, it, it, you know, it was like a perfect storm when, when God, uh, you know, kind of placed me in this position that I never thought I would be in. It probably took place in 2015. Uh, I want to say Michael Brown and Ferguson, that incident put, took place in 2014. Um, and, and then after that, you know, it just took off with me and it's something that I never thought I would ever experience. And so that goes back to, um, the point I was making that people just appreciate pure, genuine kindness and, and people will really make sure that they show their appreciation. So um, just a lot of amazing opportunities uh, that I never thought I would even be able to experience. And I give the credit to my mom because, you know, she's taught me my entire life. Uh, be nice, you know, and, and uh, once again, it's, it's pretty simple. Yeah, you think so, but not very many people can show it, which is so crazy. We're born these selfish, selfish people, and it's like as we get older, we have the choice to be selfish or to give, and it's like most people choose the selfishness, but seeing you and seeing you give and how easy it really is to be kind, I really feel like that fuels a lot of kindness for other people, and it right. gives them a way to give. So like uh, on your page, we'll get to this later, but you have a ton of people from all over the U.S. send you packages for all these people because they want a way to give and they can do it through you, which is so cool. It's just affecting so many people everywhere. It's so, so neat. I love it. Also, I have to add in two things. One, talking about smooth moves, Bruno Mars. Oh, not, <laughs> not many can cut a rug like that. He's the man. He's the man. He might be 4'11", but ooh. <laughs> I'm not going to say I wouldn't go on a date with him because yeah, he's tiny because right. he can dance all night long. Two, I'm just going to go ahead and say if Bruno Mars reaches out again, I may have to take one of those. Um, I'll have to be one take of those it. 25 kids. Yep. <laughs> you're, you're coming. I don't know. Uh, back, um, you know, it's, it's, it's for him to travel all over the world and actually choose North Rock as a stop. Uh, it was really cool. And, 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 and at the time, it was Verizon Arena, not Simmons Bank, but they they treated us so well. And a shout out to my sister, Teresa, who's watching tonight. So Yeah, I love it so much. That is awesome. All right, let's do some fun cop-related questions. I got with some people chatted about, what do you think I should ask? Uh, and they were like, I want to know some funny things and things that people all over want to know, but we're just kind of scared to ask. So I'm going to be the brave one. Everybody that gave me these questions, if he gets mad, it's y'all's fault. All right. <laughs> all right. All right. So rumor has it during a certain time of the year, cops have a quota to fill. So like they start pulling people over left and right. And everybody says, Oh, they got to fill their quota. Fact or fiction. That's fiction. Actually, quotas are against the, the law. You can't, police okay. department have quotas. Now, I've heard people say that, you know, the end of the month or the beginning yeah. of the month, and 
you know, you see police cars and, and pulling people over, but that's that's fiction. Um, you, you, you know, you can't the quotas are they're not legal. You, you, that can't happen. So but it, there are some pretty good jokes with quotas and police officers and oh it's the it's the 30th or the 31st they have to get out there and and make their traffic stops but but uh that that's not true but i've heard it um, even before i became a police officer <laughs> oh absolutely that, absolutely it's like every month since i've been driving somebody makes the comment oh they're a bunch of cops must be quota time still <laughs> hey absolutely all right here's another one a bunch of people wanted to know how many miles over the speed limit can you go without worrying too much about getting pulled over? You know, I mean, with me, <laughs> personal rule is if you're going, if you're going 12 to 15 miles over the speed limit, you know, it's a good chance you're going to get stopped. If you're going two or three over, you're not going to have to worry about me. Um, yeah. uh, you know, um, obviously you can get stopped if you're going two or three miles over the speed limit technically, but, but no, I would say, um, you know, police officers running radar. Um, most officers I'm probably speaking for, you know, 15 miles over. Uh, if you're at that point, there's a good chance you're going to get, you'll get pulled over uh, unofficially. So. Sure. I, I would have to say 15 gets a little bit reckless on a highway. Right. Right. At that time you're going 90 miles an hour. Yes. It's, right. It's time to get pulled over a little bit. Right. All right, so you talked about earlier going through training and things like that. What does training as a cop look like? I know that was several years for you, like you said, but what, what is that process? Well, it's uh, firearms, uh, physical fitness, um, you, you know, traffic stops, um, and, a, and a lot of uh, lecture, you know, book work, taking tests. I will tell you that when I went to the police academy in 1998, uh, I got hired in June. So by the time I got to the academy, it was in the heat of the summer, and you get pepper spray. Now I remember the day that I woke up, and it was pepper spray day. It was hot outside. It was so hot. So obviously, if you get pepper spray, that's going to burn like fire. And so it's already hot outside. And so I remember it was my turn, and I walk up to the instructor, and he pepper sprays me. And you have to go through a couple more, uh, you know, drills after you get pepper sprayed. And I, I thought I was going to die. It was, it was, it was, it was just absolutely miserable. So, um, and even, uh, you know, with the taser, um, I haven't, I've been to the taser training, but I actually weren't wasn't tased. But I have seen other officers be tased, and that doesn't feel like it would be fun either. Um, you know. So really all those things put together, um, you know, but being a police officer, um, it's a lot, it's more than book work. It's more than that training. If you have a heart for people and a lot of this, you can't teach in a class towns and a lot of this, you, you know, it can't be taught. You have to, you just have to have it. You know, you, you have to have it. When I say habit, you have to be able to care about people. And, and a lot of that, uh, um, you just, you're not going to learn in training. Uh, you, you have to develop it uh, throughout life and have it when you become an officer. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I uh, actually with age and getting into this like mental advocacy, I'm huge on mental health using my platform. Like I said earlier, just to spread hope and awareness and a love uh, to let people know they're not alone in anything they do. So I wanted to choose you because one, 
I love your stance. And like I said, I've heard about you for years and years, nothing bad. And I was like, yeah, we'll give it a shot. I never thought you'd respond. So oh, thanks so much for I, hopping there. You were, and, and obviously I try my best to honor each request. Sometimes I just can't, sure. um, you know, but with you and I've seen your, you know, I've seen your videos and your interviews and I wanted to be included in that. And, and with your platform and uh and, you, and you're such a nice genuine person and it looks like some people on here including my friend ali in oklahoma city they love your accent <laughs> i've been told that because i obviously can't hear it but apparently I'm <laughs> <a mother. laughs> um i get that pretty much every live stream so uh, <laughs> thankfully they like it because i can't hear it <laughs> um I forgot where I was going with that. So yeah, the my goal for that is to spread hope and awareness. And with being in the mental health advocacy, like mind frame, I've had all these things, opportunities arise and you'd be surprised how many of them revolve around cops. So I had one reach out and it's like a counseling um, center that goes and talks to cops one-on-one -on -one, uh, about their mental health and the statistics about cops and heart attacks is just unreal because of the stress levels that you guys are put under. And I think people have no idea, you know, people joke about the quota and people being lazy and eating donuts all the time, but they don't realize being a cop is hard work and a ton of stress. It, and then another it, thing, it yeah, is. The thing I ran across was um, another mental physical health company came to me and they were talking about, um providing therapy for free for cops and how important it is to get cops who you know you're taught to be manly and you don't need to show emotions and so you see all these things like homicides or suicides or all these things and then you're supposed to go home to families and act like nothing happened and so they're trying to spread the spread the word on how important mental health is especially in a cop's workforce so like just letting people know it you are kind and you do spread all this stuff but you do carry the burden of being a cop as well so the fact that you can juggle all that is super impressive and, and it is difficult you know and there are great police officers i know so many amazing officers all across the world and just through being a police officer in social media i've traveled and met some some officers have traveled here a lot of the officers that you um, you won't hear about officers that are doing great work because most officers don't want people to know, and, and that's perfectly fine. Uh, a lot of officers share their work on social media, but uh, with all that being said, you talk about juggling, you, you know, you do eight hours or 12 hours, whatever shift you work. And in, in, in my case, I could never really ever get enough of the community. So on days that I'm able, I'll go home, uh, change out of my uniform, put on uh, my civilian clothes and go back out uh, because, the, you know, the commitment I have for the community um i think it's it, it's a rare commitment um i never want to leave them I, you know and i really don't i know that when when the community gets so used to that familiar face you know it's difficult to walk away and and i could never see myself walking away but with all that being said you talk about counseling uh you know i would say that probably all departments uh, offer free counseling um and you're right, some officers are really prideful. They don't want to swallow that pride. They don't want to go talk to people. Um, officers that I work with, um, our camaraderie is super. Um, we have a group text. Uh, we hang out, you know, some days when we're not working. We go have coffee in the morning and sometimes donuts. So, <laughs> you heard it, folks. So, you heard it from the man himself. Right. 
right, right, right. I'm going to go ahead and say as long as it's a hot glazed donut, I'm good. But it, it can be because I'm going to go out and I'm going to see some things in life that you'll never see uh, and some things that I would never want you to see. And so it can be difficult. But with me, I'll share this with you is my faith, uh, my family, uh, you know, coming home to my wife and, and you know, she knows what it, what it takes to, to make my day better. A lot of that is food. So, so anyway, um, but so, yeah, um, it's, it, you have to be strong. You have to be strong mentally, um, spiritually, um, and obviously physically as well. Yeah. I love it. <laughs> love it. Personal question. Have you ever gone to therapy yourself regarding like cop and what you've seen and dealt with in the workforce? Uh, 23 years, I've had to talk to a few people. Well, I will share with you, and I've shared this before, it's no secret, there was a house fire. Uh, when it was dispatched, I was just two blocks away. So I beat the fire department there, I, I beat the other officers there, the ambulance, and I get there, the house is in flames, a lady is screaming and yelling, Officer Norma, my baby's in there, I need my baby. It was a two-year-old, um, and the fire department got there and got inside the house and carried the baby out and the, and the baby had died uh, from smoke inhalation. And that's something that I had to talk to someone about because I questioned myself, um, you know, could I have went in there? Uh, I don't know that I, if I would have went through that window, if I would have came out alive, but <clears throat> you know, you, something you, you, you know, you beat yourself up over and, and with me uh, having the heart that I have for people in general, but especially babies, that was tough. And, you, you know, I mean, you see, you see people, you know, deceased, uh, whether it's a horrific vehicle accident or a murder. Um, you know, I don't think that's one of the things that I was ever prepared for. I was prepared for, I was prepared to care for people. I was prepared to love people. But on the flip side of that, you see things that you would only see in movies. Uh, and it's something that, you know, you, you got to really have a, a, a mental state that can, um, just accept all that's coming um, because it can be tough some days. Wow, man, that is, that's heavy. And I've got a friend who's a cop as well, kind of gone through the detective and all those different slots and just the mental burden and heaviness that comes home with that. I can't imagine what you guys go through for sure. I love somebody, actually several people have commented on this and I, I want to comment as well. It's so neat that you start your day with and post a daily devotional and it doesn't, you don't have to be a Christian or, you know, um, honor the same person, but everything <clears throat> you read will tell you, you have to look after something. You got to have a higher being of some form or fashion, um, just to keep you going, to give you purpose. So I love that you start your day with that. You start on a positive foot and you're ready to rock and roll. And that's yeah. actually, yeah, that's how I start my day, too. Of, of people, uh, and one day I was an hour or two late, and a lady messages me, and she's like, where's the devotional officer? No, we're waiting on So <laughs> pretty cool, you know. That, that but, is awesome. So you're sharing more than just kindness. Yes, exactly. I love it, yeah. I start my day, same thing. Man, it's been over 10 years. I got the same devotional, and I just go through it every morning and sit down, and it's the one moment of quiet that I have, like with just me and my thoughts say a little prayer, get the day started on the right foot. And when I miss that, the day's uh, kind of wonky. Your, your day's not the same, is it? Yeah, yeah. And that is such an important part to start your day. It, it's, it's really helpful to me. Yeah, I love it. I love that you share it as well. <laughs> All right, so I'm gonna give you some of the questions I got online. So a couple of them are super serious, so I will okay. tell you that. All right, so number one, 
I got three of these, okay? And I don't know if they know each other, but I thought it was hilarious and I had to put it on here. Three of them posted that Tommy Norman should run for mayor of North Little Rock and that you should be in charge of everything in North Little Rock. And I, I'm cool with that. I think that would be a fantastic city. Um, I've had a lot of people approach me about going into politics and, and I won't say that I wouldn't consider that in the future, but right now, my position and platform needs to remain where it is. Um, if you're the mayor of a city, you're a busy person. You are going to meetings, um, you're taking phone calls. Um, so just put the scenario out there. I become the mayor of whatever city. Um, I, I, the community wouldn't see me as much. And that's just something that I, I'm, I've always been really big on is once I make a promise, I'm going to keep that promise. And that would take me away um, of what I've always loved to do. Um, <clears throat> so, you know, that's now. Who knows in the future, you know, what the future might hold. I'm always going to be there. Um, but if you're leading and in, in leading a city and running the city, um, I don't know how you really have the time to be out there every day like I am. True. Yeah, I didn't even think about that. Rose, Rosalind's probably like, boy, stop going out of the house. You better get home right now and help me with these dishes. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, yeah. No, yeah. You know. yeah. She, <laughs> now, this, she says I can go, but she, she yeah. doesn't. Um, oh, she was loud and clear. She was <laughs> loud and clear. I heard her real well. Uh, I, was, I also love in your videos that you take Rosalind with you and uh, her son and that y'all go and visit all these people together. I think that's super cool that you include her in a lot of those home visits and that they ask for her. What's up, girl? Hey, how are you? Good. How are you? Good. Good to meet you. Nice to meet you as well. I love it. Yeah. I just love that family, that sense of purpose. <laughs> Uh, you got your head on straight and I love it. It's awesome. Um, all right. Here's the first serious question. You ready for this bomb? I'm ready. Bring all it. right. Somebody said first, what do you see as the most important areas, if any, for police reform or change? Um, to get out in the community and get to know people. And I know that sounds cliche and I know it's brought up a lot, but I'm, I've done it. I've seen other officers do it. I know that it works. I know that it works. Um, you know, I, the police reform and all of that, I, you know, I don't really want to get into that, but I can tell you that if you talk about change, you know, when you talk about the George Floyd incident, that really, um, I think, made uh, some police departments uh, or a lot of police departments realize, okay, you know, we really do need to get out of here and get to know people and get to talk to people and, and get to know their stories. Um, it, to me, it's, it's, it's simple, but I think it's complicated to some people. Um, I start my day out every day, finding someone to talk to, um, getting to know people. And I would always do it in big, big numbers. I mean, if you follow my work, You've seen the all-star crew of the Breakfast Club, uh, Davey, Jerome, Uncle Kenny, Wayne, Lois, Amaya, Tashe, uh, Anthony, Little George, and I'm leaving so many out. But literally, there's hundreds and hundreds of people out here in the community that I've gotten to know. Um, and that makes situations uh, a lot less complicated. 
and, and I'm trying to stay on topic of what you were talking about, but if you talk about police officers and how you can really bridge that gap uh, and earn that trust, um, that's how it's going to happen. Um, it works. Um, you, you, you talk about police training. Training police officers is important. I'm no expert. I'm not going to get started on that. But I feel like what I'm probably close to being an expert to is community policing. Um, because I've done it for so many years. Um, and, and, you know, I remember in 07, a murder suspect turned himself into me um, in Little Rock. So I work in another city. I work in North Little Rock. This murder suspect uh, called me. He said, hey, I need to talk to you. So I went over to Little Rock and he said, I need to turn myself in for murder. And so this guy never even met me before. Um, he'd heard about me. So my reputation solved the murder. Wow. Right. He never laid eyes on me. I asked him when they took him away, why did you call and ask for me? He says that word on the street is there was a police officer in North Little Rock that he could surrender to with dignity and respect. And, and, and so the way you treat people, word travels. 2005, once again, seven-year officer. This guy beat a man to death with a two-by-four inside a homeless camp. And he was tired. He was hungry. He was scared. He was just ready to, to, to turn himself in. And somebody said, call Officer Norman. And my reputation solved the murder. So you go back to my thoughts about police reform and how you, you know, you, you, you get more police officers involved. That's how it's going to happen. If, and in my social media, I also use that as a teaching tool, not just for police officers, but for human beings. Um, it's life changing. And so I probably didn't answer that question directly uh, because I know it's a very sensitive topic. Um, but just to get out and really get to know people, um, that's the changes that, uh, you know, police officers need to see our, our, our police departments that they're doing that continue to do it. One of the biggest things I think that and, and that we deal with is you, you go into a neighborhood, but you don't come back. Right. I mean, you've you got to come back. You've got to come back next day, the next week, the next month, and the next year. Um, people need to see you again and again and again to, to realize that, okay, this, this, this officer, this police department, they actually, they mean business. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. That story gave me goosebumps. That's so cool that he called you from a different city to turn himself in. Man, if that didn't make you feel good, I don't know what does. Donut, it was confirmation because I kind of wondered. Is it working? Is, is me getting out, passing out drinks, snacks, toys, talking to people? Is it really working? In 2005, um, I received all the confirmation I needed. Uh, sit right next to a murder suspect that didn't give me any problems. He was peaceful. He was just relieved that, hey, it's finally over. Yeah, yeah, man, I love it. Yeah, absolutely. Um, all right, and then the second part of that question, there were several questions I skipped over because like I said, a lot of them are super sensitive. I wanted to keep it at least a little bit light today because I'm not here to talk about politics or to talk, get on this side or that side or anything like that. The point of these live streams isn't to cause a ruckus or to cause anything political. It's just something happy, go lucky, and to spread awareness for cops watching or for civilians watching, letting them know that not all cap, cap, cops are bad. You may see that on the news, but that is just not the truth. And so I wanna spread that. Um, but the second part of that question that's kind of serious is, 
what's something that you respect about the reform movements that are happening right now? So something um, that you respect that's going on. Uh, that, that people are now taking, they're taking the issues seriously. You can talk about Black Lives Matter. And I even made a statement, I put a statement out on, on my social media platforms when uh, Fred, um, um, the, in, the incident happened in Minnesota. And, and, and so anyway, um, I expressed my sympathy uh, to people of color um, because I really feel like for years, um, and I'm not a, person of color, but I really feel like for years that society, some society didn't take black people serious. They were black people were fed up. Um, I saw it from the eyes of a human being. I saw it from the eyes of someone that is an advocate for humanity. So I think with the reform um, and, and that you talk about, um, people finally took people of color serious. They've been fed up. Not to say that there haven't been issues and people of other races haven't been victims of crimes, but what we're talking about right now and with the last several years, um, and I was okay with that. I was okay with speaking up um, and, and, and saying, okay, black people are fed up. Uh, as a human being, uh, I stand by that. Um, but now, um, even with training at police departments, uh, the training has changed, policies have changed, um, because people know that um, the time is now. Um, it, 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 it's, you can't wait any longer. Um, you got to get out and you got to start talking to people and caring about people. And if your skin color is brown or black, what's the story behind that? Tell me about your heritage. Tell me about your history. I need to know about that. Um, that, that's my take on it. I love that so much. Um, and I love, you know, North Little Rock, the areas that you go in are primarily people of color. And I love that you're spreading awareness for that because a lot of them don't have a platform. Um, and so just spreading that for, like I said earlier, it doesn't matter your skin color, don't matter how much money you have. And I love that. I'm actually from Palm Bluff. So um, majority, I was the minority, you know what I mean? So my mom taught me I'm the exact same. My grandparents, ooh, they would have whooped me if they knew I judged anybody by color or by difference or by special needs. We were taught and raised hardcore to love everybody for the person that they are. And that's it. You just said Anthony is somebody that people love and you just said his phrase. You know what I mean? You know what I mean? You know what I mean? <laughs> oh man, Anthony, I'm not gonna lie. I have to pick favorite. I love Anthony's stories. Man, that boy makes me happy every time he posts him. He's so happy all the time. Think about what he's been through in life. Yeah, oh, I he's can't. taking the world by storm. People, he missed breakfast Friday morning with the breakfast club because he overslept. I received 150 <laughs> messages about Anthony. Is Anthony okay? Is he okay? Is he okay? And so he's fine, but uh, he, he overslept. So people were concerned. <laughs> Yeah, he's spoiled right now. I saw him in his whole new getup. Oh, Air Jordans, sunglasses, <laughs> hats, cologne. Mm. Oh, pretty crazy. Good. Yeah, <laughs> I love. Yeah, I love it. He always puts me in a good mood. Uh, funny, Davy. Davy, I love. 
I thought he may be at my front door while I'm here, but he hasn't. He hasn't yet. If so, I was gonna let him join my live. But I, oh, that would be great. Yeah, yeah, he popped up the other day, and somehow, some way, he thought I had gotten hurt, and he, he oh. was, he was upset. He was ready to deal with some people. So anyway, <laughs> there he comes up. Yeah, <laughs> but exactly. I beat some people up right now. <laughs> I love it. They're all, man, they all have a piece of my heart. And that's just because you, I wouldn't have met them had you not. And I'm watching these. Uh, one thing I don't like about Instagram, the numbers up there, they stop at a certain number, they'll freeze. So yes. at the beginning, we were over 200. So it won't keep up. So I don't know how many people are watching right now. But if you're we're over 140, I can tell you that. Even yeah. I see 140. But I know it's more than that, because I still see all these people logging on. But for to say that I keep seeing all these comments and they're from people from all over the U.S. Some people are from overseas. I oh, saw wow. several people from different countries. So that's just amazing to spread all these stories. All right. And then, of course, I think, you know, the last comment that I got. How many donut jokes do you hear? And does it really bother y'all? Are y'all are y'all fed up with the donut jokes? I'll never be fed up with the donut jokes. You can come at me left and right. Um, I love donuts. I love donuts way before I became a police officer. Um, and, you know, it's crazy. I don't really eat them a lot. Um, I'm in this phase where I've been working out, um, trying to lose some weight. Uh, easier said than done at my age. But, um, but no, I mean... You know, you hear if you pull someone over, you know, if you, if you haven't had your donuts or coffee yet today, officer, or whatever. So I'm good with that. Even after 23 years of being a police officer, bring on the donut jokes. And if you're going to bring on the donut jokes, you might as well bring me some actual donuts. <laughs> I'm not bad about that comment right now at all. I love some donuts. Uh, I thought about being a cop, one, for my belt that I could put my candy in when I was a kid, and because I thought y'all got donuts every morning, so <laughs> I mean, I love it. All right, so when, as we're wrapping up, if you could give one word of advice to all these people watching, what would it be? So people out there, you know, they, they watch what I do here, um, or what we do here in, in Arkansas, and most notably North Little Rock, but I encourage you to get out in your community and do the same thing. Um, when all this started for me, I called it a movement. Um, you're right. I mean, people send in packages from all over the world. I go to the post office once a week and do a pickup and the back of my truck is full of boxes and it's pretty amazing. I'm not saying stop supporting what's going on here, but I really encourage people to go out and make a difference in your community. If, if God was to take me tomorrow, Townsend. I would hope that my legacy would be one that people would want to continue um, and begin a legacy in their community. Um, because I won't always be here, but I'm trying my best now to teach people that giving and caring and loving, uh, it's not hard. It's absolutely not difficult at all. And so I guess the message to end this would be go out and volunteer in your community. Um, there's an all-star crew in every community. There's a Davy in every community. Um, there's an Uncle Kenny Wayne in every community. There's an Anthony. But guess what? You won't find out unless you get up off that couch, get out of that recliner, and get out in your community. And you don't have to be an officer, Norman. You don't have to be a police officer. I wasn't. At 15 years old, I wasn't a police officer. That's when I started volunteering. 
And, and the heart that I have today at 48 years old, Townsend, is the same heart I had at 15 years old. My heart has remained the same. And that's what's gotten me to, to where I'm at. Um, your heart can take you places that you never thought you would go. So, um, you know, reach deep down and get out and volunteer. Uh, Boys and Girls Club, nursing homes. I know with COVID there's some restrictions, but you can make a difference. You can make some sandwiches up. Uh, go get some snacks and go out to your homeless community. And if you feed five people, uh, go get five cheeseburgers from McDonald's that cost a dollar. Go give, you know, five homeless people or whatever. You've made a difference. And if it's all you do, you've changed that corner of, of your world. Yeah, I love it. I love it. I actually, before, um, in January, I quit my job to pursue music and the mental health advocacy. But before that, I was actually a therapist in the nursing home community. And man, my goal, same thing, my heart was when I woke up in the morning and I went to see these people, I kept in mind, I might be the only person they see and I got to be in a good mood, make them laugh at least, uh, be their counselor, listen to their problems, offer some support. And man, they need it. They need it. Well, and I want to say this, I, I want to thank you because your, you know, your heart and your desire to bring people on and share their story. You're, you're a natural at it. You know, you're a natural at, 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 to me, I guess, good vibes is something that comes to mind with you. Um, you know, you're, you're doing a really huge uh, uh, part of changing people's mindset of, of how this world could be so mean. And I want to thank you for that. So, oh, Townsend, my mom is on here, Modena022739. And I talked to about my mom a lot. So, mom, if you're on here, I don't need you telling any stories about me. Um, anyway, so Townsend is waving at you. But, but uh, yeah, I mean, that's it. And, and I'll say this. I've said it before. But when it comes to being a police officer, your badge should have a heartbeat and not an ego. Oh, man, I love that a lot. I love yeah. that. A lot. That should go with anything. Man, when you get up in the morning, I feel like you should keep that. That should be people's slogan. Nothing more, uh, nothing uglier than a big piece of pride. You know, I'm not, people, I'm people can't relate. Than me, that uniform, that badge, that police car does not make me this big macho guy. Um, it just happens to be that that's a line of work that I chose. So, yeah. Well, thank you so much for your compliment. That means so much. If people want to help out or send goods to all these people or you or Roz, where can they go? What, what would they do? So, um, so, you know, my Instagram is T Norman 23. Uh, Twitter is officer Norman. Uh, Snapchat is mission give. Um, and Facebook is officer Tommy M Norman. That is my biggest platform. That is my public figure page. If you go to my Instagram or my Facebook, there's a P.O. box where you can send donations. And I, I mean, if you follow me, you know that the donations that come in will either be for a specific person. Lately, it's been for Anthony. Um, or it could just be snacks, drinks. Um, you know, the All-Star crew, uh, human citizens, they pay for their haircut. Other people donate money for Tina's hair. All this that you see done is, is, is from donations from people across the world. Um, so uh, that, that's it. And uh, it's something that, you know, it's just great to be a part of giving and we should all do our part. Yeah, that is so cool. I love it. All the kids get so excited. It's like you're the ice cream truck pulling up. 
<laughs> I love the one where you were talking to the little kid and you're like, I know you never talk. And then he said something about Officer Norman. You're like, boy, you talk today? That was Carter. Carter with a C. There's a Carter with a K and Carter with a C. And Carter never, his mom says he always talks about me. But when he sees me, he freezes up. So that day I was shocked. It was like, Carter, it's groundbreaking. You actually said something to me. So anyway, but that goes to show you got to keep working. You got to keep trying. And finally, you know, you kind of break the ice. So I love it to everybody watching and to Tommy. Thank you so, so much for tuning in. So like I said, I took my platform for music. Uh, long story short, I wrote a song. I had a ton of feedback um, and I thought, man, everybody kind of feels alone in some way, shape or form. Took it, did something else, took it, did something else. And it formed into this year not alone project that I've done it's gotten national recognition and I my goal I feel like it is my passion and my purpose through music through these live streams I want to share hope love and with the main purpose of letting people know that they are not alone and it doesn't matter what struggle you're going through and so these live streams focus on that so twice a month I hop on here like the next one at uh, or last week we did Alzheimer's one-on-one, -on -one. we've done infertility, we're doing postpartum depression, uh, anxiety, all different kinds of people want to hop in here and just offer advice, awareness, and let people know, hey, everybody struggles, everybody has a bad day. Right? Now, for this live, people that didn't see it, will you repost this interview on your page? Oh, absolutely. So it will be saved to Instagram under my Instagram TV, and it'll also go on my page, like it'll post on my page. I'm so thankful for you. Thank you so much. Oh, for gosh. Thank you for having me on. And I hope that you keep on doing what you're doing. People need to hear it. And you all need to follow Townsend uh, Team Music. Um, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Man, I feel like together we can make a little change in the world at least, right? Exactly. When it's happening too. So. I love it. Man, it has been a pleasure. I feel like this hour flew by. I could talk to you all day. We'll have to go get donuts sometime. Hour flew by. If you enjoyed this conversation and are interested in becoming a sponsor, feel free to shoot me an email at townsendtmusic at hotmail.com or shoot me a message on any social media platform at townsendtmusic for more information. I would love for you to become a member to help spread awareness that you're not alone. If you're looking to buy or sell, I have the perfect realty company for you. Clark & Co. Realty is located in the Benton, Bryant, Arkansas area. And they understand that buying or selling a home is more than just a transaction. It's a life-changing experience. That's why their team of highly seasoned real estate professionals is dedicated to providing exceptional, personalized services for all their clients. They truly take great pride in the relationships they build, and they always work relentlessly on the client's behalf to help them achieve their perfect real estate goals. But they always have the client in mind, and I can speak firsthand when I say how reliable, trustworthy, and quick they were. When I was looking to buy my first home, they were there with me every step of the way, answering every question I could think of. They showed me a great amount of knowledge and patience through the process. It's no wonder they've won so many awards for their outstanding services and their excellent relationships with clients. So if you're looking to buy or sell, there is no better option than Clark & Co Realty.